1: And uh, we are doing a special show today. Well, hopefully it's going to become a little bit more frequent. We, we've had to have a dry spell with Nancy because she just, it's been, well, coming to here in the winter is never easy. So our last show, I think, was in January, but I believe so. So now we're going to do it at least quarterly and then hopefully get back to monthly. Well, this is our aim. This is what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Nancy Ruda. What's up in the Universal Sky? UniversalSky.com and uh, we're going to talk about, I guess, we did probably talk a little bit in January about what was going to happen up until June, but we're going to go over some of those things because, well, first we had this very intense full moon and I don't know how many people were feeling it and I, you know, you're not going to hear this till some of the energy is going to be probably gone by the time you hear this, but it's been really intense Oh, yeah. It has been
2: really intense. And the thing is, even listening to it after makes sense. It allows you to reflect back and understand what you were going through during that time period. Yes, we had the full moon in the sign of Scorpio on May the 3rd, and it took place at 1142 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And with this particular full moon, when I was researching it, I'm like, oh, this feels like a really easy moon for Scorpio. Like, it's just really about tapping into your own internal communication, your own sense of intuition and how you intuitively communicate within the self. So I thought, oh, it's going to be really easy. And then all of a sudden, two days before the full moon, it was like, I was picking up on all this fear and I'm like, where's this fear coming from? And, and you could feel it in your body. So if you listen to where you were feeling the pressure, it would have been at some place within your body, typically connected to a chakra on some level. Now, naturally, fear resides in the solar plexus. So, but I was feeling it at the heart chakra. So I was trying to analyze why am I feeling all this fear where fear doesn't belong, Mm. Um, so if you're feeling it in the solar plexus, which is at the stomach, that's kind of like the natural place for fear to reside, right? And then we disperse it from there. So I came to the understanding through talking with some colleagues and friends and moving through this stuff because everybody I was talking to was also feeling mm-hmm. huge amounts of unconscious fear. So there was no conscious connection to why you were feeling fear. Right. Um, it was very intense. And... It's in order for your intuitive responses to get louder within the self, anything that's blocking that intuition needs to be released or removed. And I think this particular um, full moon brought through the awareness of those things that are unconscious, that are looking for some kind of conscious release um, so that you don't manifest it through the law of attraction or attracting an event to experience that fear. So we actually had this ability to experience the fear without experiencing an event associated to it, Mm. right? So, but it's, did you take time to process, right? And I've come to realize now that I've I've re-kind of like looked at all the energy again going into May, June, July, and August, there's quite a few events taking place (laughs) that are talking about inner dialogue, inner communication, your inner you know, GPS, what's going on with your intuitive system. Right. So right. yeah, lots to process.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that's the thing, right? We're we're going through a lot of different changes and it's all about awareness. It's all about being extra aware. But I mean, I was getting <laughs> some of the messages I was getting from clients and stuff. I'm like, oh man, where is this coming from? Because yeah. it's like, it was brutal. Like some <laughs> of the, it was really like, woo, okay, something's going on
2: here. It's like, it yeah. Was... And that's the thing about fear. Fear does not make logical sense at all. Right. Right. It is irrational. And so when we tap into those emotions that are fear-based We can't make a logical connection. That's where you need somebody to actually help you through your process. Right. Because if you try to do it alone, it just takes longer. And the longer you hold on to the feeling, the quicker you're going to manifest an event that allows you to experience the feeling. Whereas if you have somebody that you can share it with, whether it's a friend, a colleague, or me, or Lori, um, (laughs) then you can move through that process on a logical level, okay, Through analyzing where it's coming from, and then not having to have a a negative experience through it, right? Well, luckily I was able to
1: alleviate some of the people, but there was one I just I just didn't touch because it's like I you know I just it's not worth it at this point. I have no idea if it's going to be a client, and it's just not worth it because it's it was so fear ridden. It was like ah. do I really want to spend, you know, half an hour trying to talk this woman down and understand what it is she's creating, what it is that, you know, how we're playing in this energy? And Yeah. And you can't do it for everybody. No. Right? Well, you just can't. I mean, no. it's, it's just, it's energetically impossible. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was just one of those calls I made. I went, you know, I tried, I started. And then the response I got back was even more fair. Yeah. And a lot more anger. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, then. Yep. We're just going to leave it at that. I'm just not even going to, I'm
2: not even going to bother. <laughs> yep. And you have to do that sometimes. I know I do you too. You do. You right? do. You really do. Yeah. And-, and a lot of times when you're in the heightened experience of that emotion, just feel what you need to feel. Right. Have the emotional experience. Because- Most of the time we
1: detach ourselves because doing something to detach ourselves, whether yes. that's eating, drinking, you know, vegging out in the TV, you know, like things that will, sex, (laughs) alcohol. What is that again? (laughs) Don't go there, girl.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, most of the time we do have an outlet or a detachment. Well, it's a deta-
1: it, it's yes. it's a way to distract ourselves from feeling and if we just dove into the feeling, it would lose some of that edge, some of that power that we give it because we're afraid to go into it thinking it's it's much worse than if we just dove into it. Yes, I agree. Right. That's the problem is that we we have all these distractions and you know, we've created a life to create all these distractions so that we don't have to feel these things. But then they just keep coming back.
2: Yeah. And with the Scorpio moon, if something needs to be released, there is no suppressing Scorpio energy once it requires release. So Scorpio is a very good energy that can hold stuff back. You can repress a lot. Right. Okay. But the moment you've hit your kind of like, maximum storage capacity on how much stuff you can hold back it's going to be the Scorpio energy that says okay now it's time to let go right and then everything kind of comes up at once like a volcano Hmm. Um, so that you can fully release everything that you've been holding back and holding back over time. Um, And this just happened to be one of those times where there was no rational connection as to what you were feeling. You needed to move through the feeling. So detach from the experience, move through the emotional component. And then all the understanding just kind of went click, 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 and everything clicked into place. Right. And you felt lighter. And and it was like you released. right? Right. So you had that release that you needed. If you haven't had the release, then I suggest you do. Yeah. Right.
1: Well if you don't, you've got some more opportunities because we have a Lots planet some re- more opportunities retrograding coming up. into uh <laughs> Scorpio shortly. Not Scorpio. And, yeah, Gemini. Um, well no. Um there's the other planet is going into Scorpio retrograde soon june to oh yes. yes saturn saturn, saturn which Yes, is, you know that taskmaster so if you <laughs> haven't done it and you didn't do it two years for two years uh prior to when you have a yeah, yeah a little yeah. opportunity and i do have the
2: dates we'll get to that soon you do have an opportunity to experience that coming up yeah <laughs> we all will have an opportunity yeah um but the big thing that's kind of coming up Soon. We're already in the shadow. Oh, We're in the pre-shadow. That. <laughs> oh, the M word. <laughs> <laughs> dum, 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 The pre-shadow of Mercury Retrograde has started on May the 5th, which yeah. was, is that today? Well, yesterday. 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 Yesterday,
1: but they're not going to hear this till Monday.
2: Right. Yeah. So anyway, okay. that's okay. Well, I said the 5th. Yeah. It's on the 5th. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> but it doesn't go, it doesn't go
1: technically retrograde until the 11th,
2: right? Which is 18th. Monday. Oh, 18th, okay. 18th. So it stations retrograde on May 18th, and it's stationing at 13 degrees Gemini, eight minutes. So it is in its ruling sign, mm. Mercury will be the trickster. Um, I've already noticed computer issues. Really? Yeah, a little slowdowns, things along happening. those lines. <laughs> um little glitches and it's just kind of like it's like it's taking an extra long time to think its way through the process so i probably need some work done on my computer Mm -hmm. which i may just wait until after the retrograde but (laughs) well you might want to do like a
1: i don't know like a virus check or do some like that's what i ended up doing is um i found well anyway i found some something that was on my site that my virus thing wasn't picking up and then apparently it wasn't a nasty thing to get rid of so you had to like upload three different things to get anyway. So I did all that. And okay. I think it's gone now, but,
0: but yeah, that's I'll try what, it.
1: But that is one of the things that slows down your computers. That, and it, it's it didn't get caught on my McAfee. It's a
2: background program. It's something yeah, it's operating a worm, in the yeah, slowing the stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. I might have one of those. Yeah.
1: Well, it was just I can't even remember how I found it. I it, it found it like some obscure way, and then it yeah. So. Yeah.
2: <sighs> I'm not looking forward to that, but yeah, I'll deal with that. <laughs> it's just, you know. During just clean, a Mercury retrograde. Well, you might want to do it before it starts, right? Well, we're so. already in the shadow, so I it's know, too but... late. <laughs>
1: yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you could get it started now. Yeah, I could.
2: But do you ever notice whenever you reformat your computer, it never works the same as what it did before it was reformatted?
1: I guess it depends what you, ref- what you reformat. Typically, now if you computer. like
2: reinstall. Uh, the operating system I don't want to say a specific name but yeah when you reinstall the operating system I think because of all the upgrades and updates that they do it actually changes the foundational way that the program operates Um, so that when you go back to use it the next time it's like everything is different Mm -hmm. right looks different it feels different it communicates differently right it
1: happened with my blackberry i mean it was a very positive one was a huge upgrade that they did yeah um and it has completely different new things all the little icons are much smaller and i can't make them bigger and (laughs) and that's like i can't see you anymore (laughs) yes we'll blame
2: it on the blackberry (laughs) yeah And I don't think that it's was okay. what you were referring to on your computer, however. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this particular Mercury retrograde is all around, obviously, communication as they all are. Okay. Well,
1: uh, but, and all the retrogrades this year are in air signs. Air
2: signs, which right. pulls in communications, which yeah. is bringing us to a point of enlightenment. So when we have Mercury retrograde in an air sign, the key learning or the higher purpose of it is enlightenment. Mm. Okay, it's asking you to detach on some level from what is creating a heavier sense within your overall being um, so that you can move through the period and then be enlightened on a mental level. So um, but this particular one, again, is around exploring the communication within the body and the mind. And we're looking at um, how we can open up to new forms of communication opening up to exploring the communication that transpires within the self, how the cells communicate to the nervous system and how the nervous system communicates with the cells. So if we take the feeling of fear that we were feeling on an internal level with the moon as an example, um, that was a very powerful feeling and our body is always communicating that way to us. Whenever something's out of alignment, where we have those intuitive signals within our cellular structure that'll talk to our body, only most of the time we don't pay attention to it. So this particular Mercury retrograde is about paying attention to how your body's communicating with your mind, how your mind's communicating with your body. What are you thinking? What are you seeing with your eyes? What's your perspective? And it's it's about analyzing it and looking at it and trying to figure out these new forms of communication within the self. It will go, it will station direct on June 11th. So it's from May 18th to June 11th that it's retrograde Mm -hmm. at four degrees of Gemini. And as it stations direct, um, we're going back to that source of our intellectual mind. We're going back to our normal states of consciousness. Okay. So... And it's here that you have the power to keep those intuitive receptors open if you choose to. Okay, so some people will, some people won't. So really listen to how your body communicates with you over the month of May, June. And then as it stations direct, try and keep that communication open within the self. And you do that by listening to it, which means following through with what your body wants you to do. Because if you don't follow through, then you're telling yourself that you don't need to listen to your body's responses and your body's going to go off on its own path and your mind on its own path. But it's really about mindfulness. So here we are going into um, a retrograde that will mix up the mind and mix up communications, and we're being told to be very mindful throughout the whole process.
1: And I believe, and I'm not, I could look it up again, I believe Mars is in Gemini at some point during this retrograde, and I, well, and then the sun will move into Gemini.
2: Yes, the sun will be moving into Gemini. Mm. I
1: have to look up. It's okay. We'll, we'll do that after it, the break. Okay. Okay. It's just I, there is like so. There's more energies at play in Gemini. So it's like it's it's kind of an extra added. Yes. Mm, oomph! oomph. You, I know you can't see this. I'm you know doing my hands.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the double hand gesture of <laughs> oomph. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to our first break. You are listening to News for the Heart. We are getting to the heart of what matters, talking about what's up in the Universal Sky with Nancy Ruda. You can find out more about Nancy if you go to our website, universalsky.com. If you want to know about know more about me, go to intuitivesoul.com and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural, clairsentient, and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts, over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to, as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core? guided by your heart and soul's purpose be more balanced and have more mindfulness are you searching for the answers wanting to understand your relationships better why your intimate relationships friends family and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life how your relationships interfere with your business career opportunities and even starting your own business i'm Lori houston i have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called heart lessons our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons.
0: Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart.
1: And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. I have Nancy Iruta with me from universalsky.com. We are talking about what's up in the universal sky. Well, we're talking about the M word right now.
2: Yes. The dreaded Mercury retrograde. <laughs> it is funny how we give it so much power. We do. We give it way too much power. Really. It, it's.
1: It, <laughs> I mean, I, I really believe that astrology is a great guide in that, you know, to be aware of some of the things that may interfere or, um, you know, play in your energy, mm-hmm. but not to give it all your power and to, you know be completely afraid of it <laughs> yeah no we're
2: not supposed to be afraid of it at all um it is it is a guide it it guides us through the energy that's at play right so that we can make conscious choices in the direction that we want to go in knowing what energy is available to us to utilize um the benefits of mercury retrograde are redoing things so rereading re-communicating re-clarifying realigning all of those things are things that Mercury Retrograde supports. So if there's anything you need to reread, now's the time to do it. If you need to restudy, now's the time to do it. And I had written in the newsletter that this particular Mercury Retrograde was all about clarity, and it is. It's about getting very clear within the self what you want to create, right, or recreate in life. So if you've been working towards something, trying to create something, working On ideas that you have that you want to manifest, this is about taking your plan and and realigning with it on some level. Um, So yeah, it's about getting clear. And what does clarity mean to you? So everybody has their own unique interpretation of what that's like on a vibrational level within themselves.
1: Well, I think the biggest problem is is that we're usually very clear about what we don't want. Yes. And we. We've put most of our energy there. Like that's where we get caught up.
2: Yeah. And the key fears. to remember is what you don't want, focus 5% of your energy on it, 95% of your energy on the opposite of what you don't want, right? So if you don't want A, then you have to do the opposite of A in order to achieve your desire.
1: And even if it's just playing, like even if it's just like in your imagination playing with the energies of what you do want like and, yeah, and different absolutely ways. like you you don't have to do something you just no. have to change how you're thinking and how you feel about it about it's thinking. yes it's <laughs> the
2: feeling attached to the thought that anchors the attraction okay so Having the thought is one thing. You keep having a thought over and over and over again, you're going to associate a feeling to it eventually, either a feeling you like or a feeling you don't like. Either way, it's being fueled by a feeling, right? And so when you look at the thoughts combined with the feelings, um, if you focus on the thoughts that you want and focus on the feelings that you want to go with that thought, which I'm going to say, you know, our intention is to have happier higher vibrational feelings associated to the thoughts of our dreams, then we need to just keep focusing on that and let go of how it's going to happen. Right. Just focus Stop on the thought. trying to control it. Because we're not in control of anything. Exactly. If we tell the universe, this is what we want, we want this thought and this feeling will be associated to that thought. And then play the with universe... it.
1: Like play with it. Like, Absolutely. Play in your imagination. What, you know, different possibilities coming up. Without trying to control it, without doing something to try and or manipulate it, without
2: getting upset when it doesn't happen in the oh, yes. timeline <laughs> that you think it should happen in.
1: Well, that's because yeah, the that's, moment again, you're trying to control it, yeah. right?
2: And the moment you realize you're not in control, and you get upset, and your energy goes crashing down with disappointment, because that's what it feels like. It feels like this feeling that goes from the top of your head and crashes right down into your feet, and it's a heavy kind of. I'm not happy by what just happened feeling that is the moment you just stopped the vibration process of that good thought and that good feeling. And you got to start all over again, right? Um, Because vibrationally, you need to resonate with what it is you want to create. And until you can hold your vibration at that level of the creation, then it won't happen. Right. right? And you don't just want to get your vibration there. You want to hold your vibration there. It's one thing to get there, it's another to sustain it. Right. If you can't sustain it, you can't maintain the desire. Right? right? So it'll vibrate out of your life. You might just have it for a second. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's about raising your vibration to match the vibration of your desire.
1: And being really clear, like getting really, yeah. really, really super clear. I mean, that's a part of why, why I bring this up that's so important is that last year, I don't know, it just, it was a cold winter. Like it was really cold, right?
2: It was a weird year. And, it was a transitional year for me. So right. I went through a huge transition on a personal level. And but what
1: I did because it was so cold is I just started reading books. And they were, like, they were a fantasy, you know, oh, fictional books, right? So, but I just, I put all my energy into that instead of worrying about paying my bills. Yeah. I just put all this energy into, you know, and they were wealthy people. And, the, you know, like there was this...
2: The romance know, novels. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was, you
1: know, and, and that shifted a lot of the energy, because I just, I didn't, I was so ingrained into these stories, and I just, one after the other, after the other, like, I just, yeah. I wouldn't stop, and I don't think I stopped for, like, I probably did it for, like, three weeks straight or longer. Yeah. And it completely shifted the energy, and everything absolutely very different since. Yes.
2: I agree 100%. Fantasy novels or anything that distracts you from your constant ingrained focus on what it is you desire and trying to hold that vibration and dealing with the disappointments and the highs and lows throughout the whole process. If you allow yourself to be distracted from time to time, then you're giving the universe space to create it. Okay. I'm not saying be negligent with your reality. Exactly. Okay. Cause there's a difference, but it's in that moment that you feel that I need to control the process that is the moment you should step back and say, no, I'm going to allow the universe to control the process and I'm going to read the fantasy novel <laughs> exactly. right, or the sci-fi or whatever it is that makes you feel good, right? Because the key message is you need to read something or distract yourself with something that's going to feel good right. that's not going to do damage to your physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual well-being.
1: The only thing that... Didn't correct at that time was because I was lying around. I had my shoulders and everything, my hip. I was uncomfortable, so that the health part didn't get corrected, <laughs> but everything else did. It was quite great.
2: <laughs> and things that are in form, like the body, take a little bit longer to shift.
1: Well, and because I was in pain for part of it, it I, yep. my attention kept going back to the pain. Right? Yes, it wasn't being one hundred percent distracted from it and shifted into a different place. So, yeah. But it, it was interesting because it was a real, it was very eye-opening for me how things were able to shift so easily and playfully. Like, it was fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, this wasn't, you know, a difficult time. And then things really shifted. So Yes. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's about being clear. Um, we, you were going to look up Mars because we do have some energies going into Gemini this month. That yes, we do. It...
2: We have the sun going in on the 21st, which is always around that time frame. Right. Um, and we have Mars going into Gemini on May 11th at 1040 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time.
1: And Mars is usually there for what, four weeks?
2: Uh, a little bit longer. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Okay. And so will that intense... I mean, Gemini, uh, I know it's a good complementary sign for me, but... I mean Gemini's the twins, right? So Gemini's
2: like duality. A, yeah. Okay, so it's masculine, feminine energy. It could be focusing all on one area and avoiding the other, or just flipping back and forth between the two. Um, so quite often we can become very scattered with Gemini energy. It's difficult to find a singular focus, and so my my cue is have two focuses. Okay, right. if you can't focus on one thing, then focus on what it is you need to focus on. But when you're doing that thing, be fully present within it. Hmm. Okay, so you may find that like, you're very business focused for a couple of hours, and then you start thinking about, you know, I have to do cleaning or laundry. And so then put the business down and go do wherever your consciousness is pulling you is just be mindful of what you're doing and when you're doing it, and why you're doing it. So if you're focused on business, and you start going, I have to do the laundry, I have to do the laundry, just ask yourself, is it a distraction? Am I on mental overload? Right? And I can't focus anymore. And that's okay, I can accept that. So I'm going to give myself permission to do something else. Is it I've hit a block? And that's okay, too, because sometimes when you hit those blocks, it's you need to detach from what you're doing. So just give yourself permission and go do something else, right? So it's it's the mindfulness behind why you're doing what you're doing, right? right? And And if you're like, I'm dealing with something I really don't want to deal with and I need to avoid it, that's okay, too. Just know that after you've avoided it for a period of time, you're still going to have to come back and do it again right? So no matter what you're doing, be mindful of your process. Right. And that's what this particular, all this Gemini energy coming up at once is asking us to do. It's about staying mindful. So if you feel scattered, scatter yourself, give yourself permission to do a thousand things, but just be mindful on what you're doing while you're doing it. Cool. So um, when we go into mid-June, Um, so right after Mercury stations direct, which let me get the date on that one again is June 11th on June 12th, Neptune stations retrograde. So we're going to have a little bit of confusion coming into the mix. That's probably a couple of days that, you know, if you don't, don't plan anything huge around the 11th and 12th you know, or even the 10th to 13th, give yourself some time to give yourself permission to be confused and unfocused during that time period.
1: Because we'll still be in the post shadow and then Neptune goes retrograde. And then
2: Neptune goes retrograde. Neptune is, it goes retrograde on June 12th at 5.07 a.m. at nine degrees of Pisces. Um, Oh, yeah.
1: It's in Pisces for a while, right?
2: Yeah, and it's allowing us to tap into the mental and spiritual realms so that we can develop abilities of focus and attaining or sustaining mastery on some level. Okay? Really hard to try and rationalize what that means. Neptune is not a planet you can rationalize. It is a planet that you experience.
1: And it's in its it's, it's mean, ruling Pisces sign is-
2: yeah and it's going to be there for a long time <laughs> so just get used to it um and like when it retrogrades like i think when it goes direct it's goes direct and i didn't write down the date can you believe that i believe it's november <laughs> right um so okay. during the actual retrograde process not a big deal with outer planets okay. what we feel are when it shifts directions so we'll feel it three days before to about three days after approximately.
1: It goes direct on November 18th.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so we feel the shift, right? So it's more the shift that we're going through some transitional or learning experience, right? And Neptune is confusion. There is no figuring out Neptune, <laughs> right? It, it's addictions. It's, it's um, confusion. It's our dreams. It's our, dreams. It's our soul, And we only get to connect with our highest soul, you know, in little incremental pieces. You'll get a word of what your experience is. That's it. What the word is connected to. You're learning. Um, You know, and then you have to try and figure out what that, or the interpretation of that word and what it means in your life and how you're experiencing it. If you go into the long term and, and then you've just completely disconnected from the word itself. (laughs) Um, so whatever it is you're trying to analyze through understanding that one word that you got, you're going to misinterpret the word.
1: By trying to analyze it.
2: By trying to analyze it. The moment you start analyzing it, you're wrong. Right. You can never figure it out. So don't even bother trying. Give yourself permission not to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, then two days after that (laughs) on June 14th that's when Saturn moves back into Scorpio okay so Saturn is retrograde it has been retrograde since March 14th it is in the sign of Sagittarius it will retrograde back into the sign of Scorpio and then it stations direct on August 2nd so it's not going to be in Scorpio for a very long period of time it'll be in Scorpio from June 4th until sorry June 14th until August the second, well, no.
1: then it go. Then it'll be. Then it. Ha, we have to go back to. It's, it's September, isn't it? That it goes out of.
2: Once it goes direct, then it travels back its path forward. Right. And let me see if I wrote down the date for that one. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's- Saturn moves back into the sign of Sagittarius on S- September 17th. Yeah. So, so we have, but it's not. retrograde long in Scorpio it only retrogrades back to 28 degrees so it's only going two degrees back into the sign of Scorpio okay um so that's
1: not too
2: it's not too too bad (laughs) right it's so Saturn in Scorpio is about transforming something on a foundational level so transformation on a foundational level was required within society and within the self
1: it's just this this Saturn like the Saturn in Scorpio it was a tough one like it it was a tough few years yeah So it's kind of like... "Mm." It's a
2: readjustment. Okay. So as it goes into Sagittarius, it's about defining the truth.
1: Yeah. It lifted, though. The energy wasn't as heavy.
2: And we started defining the truth. Right. Um, However, some of the truth got misconstrued or miscon What's the word?
1: Misconstrued?
2: Misconstrued. (laughs) Over time. Yeah. And so now we have to go back. Back into that transformational process.
1: Oh, is that is that the uh, logical way of looking at that?
2: Yes, <laughs> to realign once again mm. with the truth, um, and then we can move forward on its path in Sagittarius. Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I'll be looking forward to that last bit being done. <laughs> it's not like we want to rush the uh, summer or anything, but no. the summer's got some other m- other kind of challenges that are coming so
2: yes we were having our so before i talked about the next challenge we have jupiter trine uranus on june 22nd
1: so is that is this is a
2: happy kind of energy it's a lucky windfall personal achievement kind of energy where we're tapping into new truths we're learning and teaching new things so
1: just before this it's the day after solstice
2: Yes, it is.
1: I just wanted to make sure what date solstice was. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yes, it is. The day after solstice. Um, This is a very enlightening kind of energy. You have the opportunity to broaden yourself, experience some new ideas, potentially focus on education, and new doors can open. Okay. So the first hit was back in September 25th, 2014. I can't even remember what was going on then. So (laughs) not even going to go there. The second hit was in March, on March the 3rd. And I was really looking forward to the second hit on March the 3rd, but it almost felt like nothing had happened with this at all. And, and I think it had to do with we went through some pretty intensive energy in the month of March we had eclipses oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean the energy was really really intense I think we had another square
1: didn't we? we had a cardinal square yes
2: the uh, Uranus Pluto square was the other thing that oh, ran, right. the last one yay, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yay it's done <laughs> <laughs> doing the dance of joy all over the place um, <laughs> We did hit that last square, which is all around fear. But I think there
1: was a cardinal square, too, where there was, like, all four. There was, like, I think there were five planets. There was an extra one that was in one of the points. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I know Jupiter was intermixed in that game as well. Well, yeah, but Jupiter was also trining Uranus. Um yeah, I can't think about that right now. Yeah. I didn't go no, back to just, research it. It
1: just, it was, it was. Yeah. I remember it was intense. March was intense. So
2: I think what the Jupiter trying Uranus did during that time period was lessen some of that intensity. So had we not had this taking place, I think March would have been even more intense. Right. Right. So just focus on the day after solstice or as we approach solstice, you know. And yeah, a couple days before energy, to a couple yeah. days after feel that lucky vibe. Okay. Go and play, go to the beach, frolic in the water, play in the sand, be a kid again, let yourself explore life through new lenses, new eyes. Do we know where Uranus is? Yes. Um, Jupiter will be at 20 degrees of Leo. So Uranus will be at 20 degrees of Aries. Okay. So they're both in fire signs. This is, you know, there's a lesson learning and opportunity here um, with this vibration. And it is around the consciousness again. So we're going through this mindful period, this mindfulness, we're expanding our consciousness over the next couple of months. Um, The energy is around being very mindful, not just of what's going on in the body, but what's going on outside of the body. Um, Your choices, your directions, your interactions, your responses, okay? A lot of times when we open our consciousness too quickly, we can get very overwhelmed with the sensations that we're feeling and experiencing. So, and this is why we need to play because playing allows you to diffuse that sense of feeling overwhelmed. When you're overwhelmed, your best choice is some form of emotional release. If you want a healing release, laugh. If you want it to be painful, cry. (laughs) (laughs) Personally, I'm choosing laughter yep, over laughter, crying. Laughter's right? good. Laughter, um, laughter and if you do cry, be. just make sure you laugh after you cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put on a funny movie. Have a good, have a a movie, good nap
1: then. then. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and put on a movie that makes you laugh. Right. 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 Um, so that you can break through anything that you're feeling overwhelmed with. Um, and then we get to fast forward into July.
1: Maybe we should take a break
2: Okay, let's take a break
1: <laughs> You are listening to News for the Heart I have Nancy Ruda with me uh, We're not sure when Nancy's coming back But it'll be sometime in August Yes, And uh, you can find out more about Nancy If you go to universalsky.com When is that new site coming up? <laughs> uh, universalsky.com If you want to know more about me You can go to intuitivesoul.com And we have be getting to the heart of what matters With what's up in the universal sky And we'll be right back Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired, through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts, over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or from our personal guidance, contact me at IntuitiveSoul.com or call me at my toll free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons.
0: Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's news for the heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in into Lori via Clear Channel's iHeart Radio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and news from the heart.
1: And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. We're beginning with the heart of what matters. We've been talking with Nancy Ruta from UniversalSky.com. We've been talking about this quarter. So starting from May until August. And we're just about to get into the one area that kind of makes our summer a little cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Creaky. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the word is. A little
2: sticky. Sticky. Sticky Sticky's Sticky's a is a good word. word. <laughs> We both agree on sticky. (laughs) Um, We have Venus going retrograde on July 25th at zero degrees of Virgo, 46 minutes. So it moves into the sign of Virgo on July 18th. Okay. Um, And as we know, Venus is all about love and beauty. It rules not only our relationships, but also our relationship with money. Right. So it can affect us in two ways. It can affect our possessions, our financial portfolio as one way and our relationships as a second way right and here we are reevaluating our relationship
1: just okay
2: (laughs) forgot the s on the end of relationships with
1: what Nancy (laughs) but you said it's in Virgo so isn't that really about our health
2: yes it's connected to our health and our mind and how we're thinking about our value system
1: does it go out of Goes? Does it go into Leo? It
2: goes into Leo. Yeah. Okay. So then it pulls into matters of the heart. Because Leo kind of has rulership over the heart chakra. <laughs> <laughs> That's relationships. That's relationships. Um, so yes, it has rulership over the heart chakra. So it's around your desires. Okay. So Venus is also the planet that rules the law of attraction. Mm. Okay. So here we're going into... Kind of like the subconscious or the unconscious energy that's residing within our heart chakra.
1: And it's also a very feminine energy. Regardless yes. of whether you're... Especially or in Virgo. But, um, okay. It would
2: be like it would be connecting to the virgin, the goddess. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, right? right. yeah, it is. She's, you know, Virgo's one of those vestial goddesses, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's pulling into that inner goddess within the self. And even for men, because sure. it's about men identifying more with their feminine nature, um, and women embracing that feminine nature within the self as well. Which
1: is very, just as necessary as men. Yes. <laughs> Probably even more so, but yes.
2: Um, here we are at this degree, at the retrograde degree, this particular retrograde is all about using the power of discrimination. So quite often, we need to make choices in life, and we don't discriminate those choices based on our own personal needs um, and how is it going to serve us? How is it going to serve the earth? Okay, the earth pertaining to Venus is the goddess of the earth, right? Um, So how is it going to serve the earth? And when we look at the earth as an element, that pulls in our personal values and beliefs, our financial resources, our earthly possessions. So, and this is where all of that power of discrimination is being Pulled into play. How are we spending our money? Right? Are we even spending our money, or are we spending other people's money? Right. And so it's about paying back other people's money. Now I don't want to go into the fear component because it's it's not about the fear. It's again bringing in using discrimination. How do you discriminate around what's good or bad for you by being mindful? So again, we're pulling in that sense of mindfulness, okay? And that's what we need to remember throughout this whole Venus retrograde period. If you're not in a relationship and you enter into a relationship, really take a look at why are you in that relationship? Are you doing it because you feel lonely? Right. Or is there truly a connection that's in alignment with your desires within that relationship? right? Um, If you're in a relationship, just because you're lonely, that's okay. But don't give yourself away because of it. Right? Um, And you know what, lonely or not lonely, don't give yourself away in a relationship. So if relationships do come into play, take a look at what are you doing within it? Why are you doing that within the relationship? A lot of women, even a lot of men, it's really not gender shouldn't discriminate against gender in this particular energy, um, do things against their own grain to try and accommodate a sense of harmony or peace within a relationship. And meanwhile, it has nothing to do with that act that that individual is doing. Right. 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 Um, You know, don't get me wrong. Virgo is about service as well. So it's about being of service. Yep. To other individuals, um, but if you're going to be of service to someone, being of authentic service means don't expect anything in return right right because when you're yeah when you're authentically being of service to another individual or a group or a society or whatever it's it's meant to be given from the heart and not on a conditional level. So if you can't give it from the heart, Don't give it at all. Right. Because that's where you're doing a disservice to yourself and whoever it is that you're trying to give to. Um, So we're looking at evolution on a very organic level here. If we take a look at things that the earth rules, okay, we look at, you know, the harvest and we look at our plants and our vegetables and how we're just throwing all kinds of chemicals on them. And then people are consuming them and getting sick. And saying, why am I getting sick from the consumption of poison? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I can see trends taking place and things changing where people are standing up for the earth. And that's another opportunity with this um, Venus Venus retrograde. Mm. Yes. Because we're looking at the organic pattern of evolution. Mm. Right. So. We're looking at anything organic, anything that's in nature, anything that's on connected to the earth.
1: And it's from July 25th till?
2: Until September, September 6th.
1: And when does it go into Leo? Does that affect the overall energy
2: or? I did not write that oh. date down. I have to look it up in my ephemeris. So it retrogrades back into Leo around the 24th, 25th of August. Yeah, I really need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry, no, it says, sorry, it goes retrograde on, this is what I was getting confused with, it goes retrograde on the 25th of July, um, and then it retrogrades back on the 31st of July into Leo. So it's only in Virgo for a few days before it moves back into Leo. So yeah, so on the 31st, it goes back into the sound of Leo. Um, Venus and Leo, it's love, man. It's all about love.
1: But is it retrograde? Does that make it?
2: It's reevaluating your process re-evaluating of love. The process of love. You... How you feel about love? How you experience love? How you choose love? What kind of love are you choosing? How are you loving the self? Because it's easy for us to project it outwards in our relationships with sure. other people, but it's also around our relationship with ourself. Right right so how do you love the self what are you doing for you
1: it's all about the self right? yeah
2: well leo is about the self but it also pulls in that it's leo's a romantic energy it's a heart-centered energy it's the love vibration but it's also the ego right right so there's some ego adjustments taking place once it moves into the sign of leo
1: and then it's there for quite a while right well it'll be there and and then it'll be back yeah so it's in leo for a nice little
2: bit nice little bit Yes. And it will station direct in September. And then it actually,
1: it doesn't go back into Virgo until October 8th. So it's a nice little bit in back. So we
2: have some time to move forward with that energy, that relearning around the love vibration.
1: And when did it, Venus enters Leo on June 5th? Yes. But then it'll enter into Virgo. Right. Right. And then go back. And then go back. But so that's a, so whatever we didn't maybe get in June 5th to
2: yeah right and again mindfulness
1: yeah
2: right we're in this vibration of mindfulness a lot of people forget to be mindful over the summer it's a playful time yeah we detach from seriousness right yeah um the universe is saying no exceptions be mindful right right summer or winter doesn't matter
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's much easier to be mindful in the winter though when it's yeah you know
2: So this particular Venus retrograde overall is about using the tool of mental discrimination to demonstrate your personal values and beliefs as it connects to the understanding of life situations from a whole of the experience, from planning it to your emotional response. Um, And can you see your organic pattern of evolution as it relates to three different things, the ego, the spirit, which is our heart center or our higher self, And your interactions with others.
1: Hmm.
2: So that's what we're being asked, right? To look at our own pattern of evolution within those three things.
1: So say them again.
2: Our ego or the ego, the spirit, which is our heart centered higher self and your interactions with others. So you're looking at the relationship that you have with your ego you're looking at the relationship that you have with your higher self or your spiritual self, and you're looking at how you interact both on an egoic level and a spiritual level with other individuals. Hmm. The day after it goes retrograde, Uranus also stations retrograde on July 26th. So we have this heightened awareness around this retrograde energy and the Uranus retrograde is an overwhelming power um, or desire to break free or release. So we're looking for an internal breakthrough. Okay. Um, if we turn that power against ourselves, then we want to, we will combust and we will have a breakdown. Mm. Okay. So don't Allow whatever is transpiring around that point in time. Don't turn it too far into the self on a negative downward spiral. You know, just realize that you're going through stuff that you're asking yourself to break through. Okay, so give your permission, give yourself permission to be mindful of your journey so that you can break through whatever is transpiring at this time. All right. Nice. Uranus will not station direct until December twenty fifth, um, and it's in the sign of Aries, so it goes retrograde at twenty degrees of Aries and then direct at sixteen degrees of Aries.
1: And so, it's always good to look at where where it is in your house on your chart. Like yes, what house it's in. yeah, because
2: that'll pull in additional energy that right. you're working with. Right. Um, so, so Aries,
1: yeah. or it, that's where it started, and it's in my birth chart. Like it's. Pretty much at the same place, which is um, my tenth house.
2: I'm just going to offer the suggestion that you know, July 25th and July 26th. Take a couple vacation days. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like we whole might world world want to go that. on vacation. <laughs> we might want to do that. Can we? Can we create astrological vacation dates from year to year? I wonder. <laughs> can we? Let's do it. <laughs> this year in 2015, it is the. Venus retrograde, Uranus retrograde, national, global holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the last thing we're going to talk about is Jupiter. Well, don't forget. So after that, we have Saturn stationing direct, which we talked about already. Um, And then we have Jupiter moving from the sign of Leo, which has been there for the last year right into the sign of virgo on august the 11th 2015 and it will be i believe in virgo for the for a whole year i don't right. think it's going to retrograde back into leo um so
1: part of that's still going to be in my second house but then it will go into my third house but but virgo's good for jupiter because it's all about health right And that's what... Well, we're looking at
2: expansion, okay? So if you're focusing on being... If you're mindful and conscious of focusing on being healthy, then yes, this will give you the opportunity to be healthier.
1: But isn't that what Virgo's energy is about?
2: Virgo is around health, yes. And it's analytical. So the mind might be on overdrive while Jupiter's in there because Jupiter expands everything, right? Right. Um,
1: What's the third house?
2: Communication, short distance travel. Hmm. Um, but it's basically communications. Okay,
1: it's also fun though, right?
2: Do you view communication as fun? Because not everybody I think does. it's The
1: short term part, the short term yeah. vacation <laughs> part, that they think is fun. But it's usually a more joyful year yeah. um, part of the yeah your chart.
2: It's a fast energy right the third house is is a go 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 kind of energy mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i'm not looking forward to jupiter and virgo
1: no you said that it's in
2: your first house yep
1: yeah i know as much as you, you know you told me and warned me i was like oh no it's not gonna affect you. Yeah, i did <laughs>
2: <laughs> it did it's affecting me already and it's not even in there yet yeah. <laughs> as it approaches my ascendant um So Jupiter in Virgo represents growth through commitment. So whatever it is you're focusing on and committed to, there's the opportunity for growth. Okay. Um, Expansive service. So whatever service you're offering, there's the opportunity for it to expand. Um, It's a hands-on learning energy. Okay, so if you have been studying anything or doing anything, it's time to step into the practical component of that and start doing it, right? Not just learning about it, not just thinking about it, but doing it. Um, There is a grand expression of realism, okay? Everybody's going to start getting really real Mm -hmm. and looking at things on a more practical level. Um, Understanding how to create the details, or how the details create the big picture because Jupiter's the big picture. Virgo is all about the details on a day-to-day level. So we're merging how the details on a day-to-day level and the Virgo energy are combining with your big picture. So basically is what you're doing physically in alignment with what you want to create on a, on your bigger, in your bigger goals in the bigger picture. Mm Um, or, how can your big prog- picture be broken into simple steps, okay, or actionable steps? So, if you have a big vision and a big dream, how can you take that dream and start making it a reality on a step to step level? So, these are the things that we're looking at um, as Jupiter moves into the Virgo energy.
1: Okay, well, we're going to have you back in August. Well, you're going to be doing my newsletters now. So, you're yes. going to be doing a monthly newsletter yes. with us on Yes. I'm uh...
2: obligating to it, so it has to get done. <laughs> <laughs> I have promised. <laughs> there is no backing out.
1: <laughs> so thank you, Nancy. Thank you. You have been listening to News for the Heart with Nancy Ruda and Lori Houston. If you want more information about Nancy, it's universalsky.com, Lori, it's intuitivesoul.com. And we've been getting to the heart of what matters with regards to astrology.
0: Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart Show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channels iHeartRadio and BMajor.org.